0: Welcome to the Wedding Planning Podcast.
1: We're your hosts, Monica and Amanda.
0: We created this podcast to give you, the recently engaged couple, some insight into the world of
1: wedding planning. Come along for some last advice and a look behind the scenes of being a wedding planner. Enjoy the show
0: what is up everyone welcome back to the wedding planning podcast I am your co-host Amanda and
1: I'm here with the
0: lovely other co-host Monica
1: we're so happy to be back (laughs) it feels like it's been so long since we've podcasted it has been it's been like since uh, so much has happened since we've talked to you guys last I feel like a whole, yeah a whole lifetime has happened
0: between now we just yeah we had such a crazy wedding season we essentially have what six more yeah six more maybe a few more coordinations that we'll take on for the end of the year um, but we're coming to a close so this episode is our year in review um, we're gonna do a little life update for you guys to keep you up to speed on, you know, everything. Amanda and Monica. <laughs> and That's then we... Origin. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone wants to know. Uh, and then we are gonna talk about some things that we learned, some super cool trends and things that we saw this year, as well as <laughs> some crazy stories that have happened at the weddings this year. So stay tuned to the end because we talk about all sorts of things and you don't want to miss it and it's super exciting
1: because now we'll be posting the podcast on YouTube too so this is actually our first time recording ourselves on video too so if you'd rather watch us on YouTube head on over there yeah I think we're gonna I think we you will be able to watch the video on
0: Spotify too we're still trying to figure that out um but yeah I've only recorded one other video podcast so this is our second one and I get to do with
1: Monica yay okay
0: so let's jump into it okay life update. you want to go
1: first you go first with your life update what's happened this summer what's going on are you married the people (laughs) are dying to know
0: I know everyone always asks me every time I see, like, a vendor or someone at a wedding, they're like,
1: when are you getting married? I'm like, I don't know.
0: Um, Life update. It's been such an amazing year. Super cool. We got to do so many unique weddings. I I swear we had, like, the best clients. Like mm-hmm. I feel so blessed to work with some of these people. Like some of these people will be our lifelong friends that we'll still keep in I touch with. I miss some
1: of them. Like I think about them and I'm like, what's happening with their children? What's happening with their family? Like what are, what's happening? Cause you talk to them every day and then it's like cold turkey. Yeah, it's kind of sad because
0: you work with them, especially our full planning clients. Like we work with for a year plus And then, you know, at the end of their wedding night, you're like, you never It's so sad um, but yeah we definitely keep up with people on Instagram too which is nice
1: and we're but, super lucky yeah. we've seen some of our past clients at other clients weddings so it's been super exciting to reconnect with everyone at other people's weddings as well
0: yeah, it's so nice to see. We have this one friend group that we've done three weddings out of their friend group. Um it started last year and then uh we did two more this year and there's one groomsman left to get married. And at the wedding they were like calling him out. They're like, Hey, you have to book Day but you have to keep the trend going. Nobody's <laughs> coming. So yeah, we have amazing clients, amazing couples. Sorry I keep adjusting my headphones, but they keep calling out. I have weird shaped ears. Anyway couples and clients this year. I just felt so blessed to work with everyone. Um, the year was crazy. We did so many weddings, which we'll talk about later, but from a personal standpoint, um, we got to do a lot of traveling this year, which is amazing. I was away in, we went to Bali and we went to Europe in November, um, of last year. And I also went to Ireland and Barcelona. So, It's been super cool just to be able to work from wherever while leaning on Monica and doing, you know, she was able to do our discovery calls while I was away, which was so nice. And yeah, I feel like I definitely enjoy the time off. I definitely get inspired to, you know, work. Yeah, I wasn't going to say harder, but, (laughs) you know you just get that refresh from being in a different country and appreciating, you know, everything that you have when you come back. So that was super cool. And yeah, then we went right into the wedding season. Like as soon as Mm -hmm. I got back, it was like in full swing. Uh, We hired our staff this year. So we had what, five girls on our team. And they came with us for you know mostly every wedding unless it was you know not needed and super small so we were super blessed with the girls that we got they were all fantastic shout out so to fun. our girls <laughs> they made our lives, jobs and just the experience so much more fun so that's that um wrapping up now Lou and i are off to egypt and turkey um My fiance got his um, citizenship not that long ago. So he is in full travel bug mode. Um, And yeah, I'm excited to definitely take some time off after this crazy year. We are not married yet. I have no idea what we're going to do. Honestly, we will probably do something very, very small. Mm -hmm. It's like I start to plan and then you know, people's opinions get involved and you think about, oh, do I need to have my grandparents there? Do I need to have this person there? Blah, blah, blah. And it just gets overwhelming. Honestly, I definitely know what it's like being on the other side now. And I don't know if I've said this on a podcast before, but I used to tell my clients, like, do whatever you want. Um, You know, do what's best for you and your fiance. And I'm like, it's actually really hard to do what you want because you know weddings are the joining of two families so on and so forth so
1: it's much easier uh, said than done
0: much easier said than done I'm taking that out of my repertoire of saying that to my clients
1: (laughs) even Um, though you still mean it because it's your day but it's like it's much there's so many more factors to it now that we're on the other side
0: exactly so yeah I don't know honestly we're not for time really you know we could go down to the courthouse and that'd be fine and we might have like a party or something I know it seems strange coming from a wedding planner standpoint but I think a lot of vendors are in the same boat that I am that you know we live and breathe this on the weekends and sometimes you know you just want something small and private and intimate and yeah just something that's totally you guys and so that's where we're at with the wedding besides that that's kind of it
1: for me, that's kind of my What's happening here. Well, I had a super exciting summer. I got engaged Yay! this summer Yay. in Italy, yeah, in Italy. It was so fun. We took a family trip to Italy, and Brendan totally surprised me. I always was like, You're never gonna get me. He got me. I had no idea what was happening, so that was super. We thought exciting. maybe. I was like, I think it's gonna happen. But I was like, also like, he's not going to do it in front of 25 of my family members. Like he's just like, that's totally not him. And then he totally got me. And by the time I got there, though, I stopped thinking about it because we were of the excitement of Italy. So then when it happened, I was like, what is happening? Like, oh, my God, I think one of the first things I said to him was like, did you ask my dad? that's like, oh, really? my dad and he was like I asked him don't worry um, so now yeah, that. can super- I I want to tell them about the running joke that we had yeah so before I left for Italy I was we were stipulating is Monica gonna get engaged or not so I was like Amanda if I get engaged I'm calling you showing you the ring and hanging up on you that's that's she it's was gonna, gonna be gonna like, like three seconds and like boom. here's the ring hang up so it happens and we're at dinner and like, yes, we've had a few drinks whatever. And I'm like telling my whole family about this. And they're like, you have to do, it. you have to do it. <laughs> so I call Amanda and of course it's like middle of the day here for her Yeah. and reception's not great for me. Reception's not great for you, but yeah. uh, cause of where you were, but I call you, I show you the ring and I literally hung up on her.
0: <laughs> I was like leaving a venue viewing out in Cochrane. It was like such bad reception and i was like i get the facetime sound and i was like who the hell is facetime me i'm like driving down this like dirt road and then it's like monica and i literally was like oh my god no so i was like the only reason she's facetiming me is because she got engaged she's about to hang up on me or i'm in (laughs) jail
1: or something or that
0: (laughs) so yeah that was great were you were you like wait tell them like Talk about okay, the rain.
1: So, what happened like was, yeah. is, I don't even know if I've told you this story. Brendan might murder me for telling this on the podcast, <laughs> but here we are. Nice. It's like that tell all here. So, yeah. we got engaged. We were at a winery. We did the whole tour. And um, if anyone knows Brendan, he is like a guy that will not leave his shit behind. Whereas I'm like, oh, there's my purse. I'll come back for it. No one's going to steal my stuff. I'm too trusting, probably. So we're in this tasting room and he's like, hey, mom, let's go get a photo outside. And I was like, no, I'm fine inside. And He's like, come on, let's go get a photo outside. And I was like, no, it's fine. We'll get one like as we leave kind of thing. Finally, he was like, we're going outside. And so he calls my little sister. He's like, can you come and take a photo of us outside? And he brings his backpack. I don't think anything of it because this guy brings his things everywhere. So he brings his backpack and... What kind of I kind of started to clue in as we were walking down like this garden, but Sophia wasn't following that close behind, she was like further behind. So we get to the end of the garden, and I was like, Why do you have your backpack? And he's like, Do you need some water? I'm like, We were just inside. Why would I need some water? And then all of a sudden, like, he pulls out the ring and he proposes to me. And I was like, Oh my god, I'm dying. But what's really funny about this entire story is he traveled two days before me to rome and he had the ring in his like carry-on like wheelie bag and he had a lot of things in his hands with security he doesn't travel a lot he didn't realize about the whole water situation how you kind of bring your water with you across security Mm. anyway so he left his suitcase behind beside the trash as he was dealing with his water his things whatever and he forgot his suitcase he went through security and forgot his suitcase and he, somebody was like does anyone lose their brown suitcase and the <gasps> ring is in the brown suitcase oh I thought I didn't it know that fine yeah I don't think I told you that but yeah so there's like so the, he just the guy. left his whole suitcase and yeah. like, what was he carrying in his hand the backpack the water the backpack the phone the this I don't know and he was like I got everything I'm good yeah <laughs> except for my
0: engagement ring <laughs> oh my god
1: so yeah so no super exciting I'm sure everyone wants to know there's no wedding plans it's gone from giant wedding to elopement to like it's just like I feel like I it needs to be We you're not on the same page but I'm stressing Brendan out he thinks we're so far behind in the planning and can't be behind if you haven't started <laughs> true I think that's the hard thing is getting on the same
0: page as your partner in terms of what you really want for the wedding because I feel like there's always someone who's like kind of indifferent or someone that's like I want this kind of thing
1: yeah exactly so it's to be determined something will happen at some point and y'all find out after it happens boom well, what else is going on We're getting a puppy. That's another personal thing that's going on. So we're getting a puppy. Uh, We're getting a little Labradoodle who will be two weeks old tomorrow and will be coming home in the beginning of November. So that's super exciting. I think from a wedding perspective for me personally, this year was super exciting because um, I got to do a lot of my own weddings, whether that be I take the lead and Amanda was the assistant or whether we're at two different, completely different weddings um, and not together. I did a wedding, my very first wedding alone when she was actually in Ireland, not planned, but that was the way it worked (laughs) out with um, having to reschedule. So I was freaking out, but it ended up going very well, as well as I executed the very first wedding I ever booked this year. So that was super exciting. too
0: yeah because you booked them Monica was doing all the discovery calls when I was in Europe in yeah. November and you booked them and then it kind of finally came to the big date. so that was cool you got to see it like start to finish
1: yeah so it was a really exciting season lots yeah happened. it was really good yeah it was awesome
0: yeah. uh I know I feel like so much happening The sponsor of this episode is Diva Downloads. Are you stressed about wedding planning and looking for some affordable resources? Head to dayofdiva.ca to download and learn more about our timeline and design board templates. Happy planning! Okay, should we jump into, are we doing what we learned first or the cool trends we saw Let's go before? with what we learned first. Okay. Um... Okay, I feel like we wrote a lot of things down, but I think my kind of like overall review of the year is um, at the beginning of the year, Monica and I were like, okay, we're at like 30 weddings, Um, we're gonna, you know, close our books and just focus on the weddings that we have. And I don't know, there was just, this was obviously a big year for a lot of vendors, because there was lots of carryover from COVID. Um, So, I felt like it was like an influx of weddings this year. So, we actually ended up reopening up our books and, you know, taking what we could wear. And we ended up executing, well, we will end up executing 43 weddings between the two of us, like someone's the lead. And that actually sounded like if I would have said that at the beginning of the year, I would have been like, no way, that sounds horrible. Like, we're going to die. But I think the way that we managed it managed it, like Monica in the end, I
1: think you did 14 weddings is what yeah, I like had. Maybe sixteen by the end of the year but by yeah. the end.
0: And then um, yeah, so just be I think where I'm going with this is I think you can do more than you think for sure. I feel like that's the case in a lot of things, not just business wise, but personally as well. And, you know, when we put that cap on it, I'm so glad that we changed that because we actually got some amazing, not last minute, but, you know, more last minute bookings that were like amazing clients. So it was definitely doable. I think we learned how to, you know, divide and conquer, manage our time, lean on each other when we needed it. And also I think we learned to take breaks when we needed it.
1: Mm -hmm. I
0: think I started to learn that um, I started to feel less guilty when I would take a Monday off or I would, you know, take a Wednesday afternoon off or something like that. Because I need that. You know, we work Monday to Sunday essentially in in the busy wedding season because Sunday's a teardown day or we're returning stuff on the Monday and we're doing this. So you I think we really learned how to navigate the busyness without dying. It was definitely overwhelming for sure at times um, because, you know, our inbox is at 50 emails over the weekend and it's just like wild. And I think Monica and I are the same as like, when we see stuff that's on our plate, we're like, Oh my
1: yes, God. Yes, 100%. So
0: I definitely learned that it's, it's totally manageable Um, and you just have to yeah be conscious of your time and be prepared
1: to take time off even when you feel guilty about it you just have to be like willing to adjust slightly and like understand that the emails are still going to be there tomorrow but you need a moment to yourself and I think like we were both saying because we basically have been going straight since um, we had August Long weekend off and we've been going Mm -hmm. straight ever since then and and that's not just every weekend sometimes it's two in a weekend sometimes it's two in a week whatever it might be but I think by the end of August because we thought that that was going to be the worst month with 10 weddings alone in August we were so burnt out by that point last year but this year we looked at each other and we're like oh my god we could keep going like this is great like so glad we booked more kind of thing Mm-hmm. Even though, like I will admit now I'm like, okay, I'm ready for a bit of yes. a break.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but like we still got October, we want to power through and we want to give everyone the same experience. And I think totally. having the staff was smart. We we strategically sometimes both didn't go to teardown when it wasn't necessary, or one of us would start the next wedding later, or there was a point in August and September where like let's just take a day off each. Like we both don't need to be there. Like, I think we just kind of realized it's okay to let go a little and it's okay to adjust slightly and people are going to understand. Totally. And I think I've kind of let go of the fact that like, I don't need to be there.
0: Yes. It's my company. I wouldn't say that I'm really the face of the company anymore because you're so integrated in all of our stuff that, you know, it's, it's okay if I'm not on site or there or, you know, things like that, because that's how lots of wedding planners, you know, build their business. You book them and you get an associate planner or something like that. Um, And I will say, I think like physically, like our physical health and like taking care of ourselves was also more a priority this year. Like last year we wouldn't eat, we wouldn't stop. We wouldn't drink water. We would never take a break. We would like, you know, just run ourselves ragged essentially and yeah not carve out time for like sleep and exercise and you know bringing healthy meals with us and things like that so that I think is the foundation
1: of it as
0: well as the staffing and then dividing and conquering
1: and I think we also realized like (laughs) last year we would stay every minute of the wedding we were like we can't leave we can't do anything but this year we were really good at like Okay, the party started. You don't need us. We're gonna actually go take a legit break. That's not just sitting down for five minutes and eating. And we'll come back for teardown. We'll come back for your late night snack. We'll come back for the things later. Yeah, you're gonna be fine without us. We don't need to stand here and like watch you guys. So it's a lot of learning and Mm -hmm. a lot of like changing things to just like better the whole experience for ourselves as well as for the clients. Totally. Totally what's yours mom okay the next uh lesson that we learned and happened to us a few times is that circle arches are stunning they're beautiful (laughs) when you get the flowers on them but they're not as sturdy as you think we especially outside Um, like if you want that like thin circle arch effect with the flowers all around or the two different arrangements or whatever it might be, you have to just take into consideration that they're very, very top heavy and there's nothing that holds them up. Um, Mm -hmm. so you kind of want to have like a second arch behind it, or we've even tried wires that worked okay, not great. Or it's better for an inside moment and maybe a hexagon arch is better for outside.
0: Yeah, we um, even like, so for instance, like even when our clients say, like a day of client is like, here's my circle arch, here's my faux flowers and it's going on there. Like we even outside had a circle arch with faux flowers, like half the weight of, you know, one of those um, like boxes of foam that they put the flowers in. And it's still falling, not falling over, but it's still leaning Beaning. because there's weight on it. Like if you want to do any sort of arch with any flowers, I just, I just think you should go with something wooden. The, ha- the circle gold is beautiful. Yeah. Um, maybe more necessary for something inside, but outside there's just so many elements, so many factors. And if you are renting an arch, and you are getting real flower flowers on it. Do not get um, um, a thin circle like gold arch because no. it just won't work.
1: They're stunning, but it's just it just if it's you want not, just the arch outside, that's totally fine. But it's when you start to add the weight.
0: Yeah, it's a logistical
1: nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> for anyone else, that's I doing just their own mm-hmm. that we didn't have one wedding that was supposed to be outside inside this year. Oh oh my God. You're right. Every single wedding went outside. Yeah. And I would say like 95% of our weddings were outdoor weddings this summer. We did a lot of outdoor. You're right. Oh my God. That's, that's, I love that. We've had really good weather. Yeah. Honestly,
0: that weekend that we got, there was a big rainfall in August. We, Mm -hmm um I think we were inside I think that's when you were at the brownstone yeah it was raining that day I can't remember somewhere sometime around there. we got a rainfall
1: and our weddings were set to be inside anyway yeah it was perfect um okay the next thing we learned speaking of outdoor weddings is how windy the tunnel mountain patches. <laughs> okay so for people that know the Banff Kenmore area there's a
0: beautiful tunnel, it's called Tunnel Mountain. There's like a reservoir that you can book outside and it is stunning. If you Google like Vamp wedding, it's gonna come up. Um, but even if you think it's gonna be a calm day, it's always calm there in the morning and then it becomes a wind tunnel. Like I don't care, it's the bluest sky, it looks amazing. And may not even be windy in the
1: town of Bamp, but in this reservoir, It is a wind tunnel. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Not to say you shouldn't get married there. We love it there. Just take that into consideration when you're doing your decor as to what you put out there. And if you mind having your hair tousled a bit or whatever it might be, because it's a stunning spot. Yeah. And people like some of our clients, you know, they wanted
0: stuff going down the aisles or signs at the back. Of course, we try to do our best To avoid things from falling over, but we can only do so much. Um, And we do advise people, like when they're designing or picking their decor out there, to keep it very minimal, um, to maybe opt for benches or no welcome sign. You know, you don't need as much as you think at a ceremony site. Like people are just there to get married. Most people don't bring their cards if the reception is elsewhere. So don't worry about a card box. Um, But it's so so windy like we even had chairs blow over yeah like remember that small like little elopement chairs blowing over everything's blowing over um put something on your marriage license if you have a signing table because it's gonna blow away yeah absolutely (laughs) it's
1: just windy um
0: what else did (laughs) we learn well the some of them the staffing yeah I think that was a huge piece. So we essentially, Monica and I were either the lead on one of the weddings, um, which means, you know, we're with our clients start to finish with us coordination, partial planning or full planning, and we're with them throughout the whole process. And then on the day we have our assistant divas, which would mean, you know, we get there, we show them what's you know, what's here for setup, this is what it's going to do, then we're going to need you at ceremony to help us with this. And then, you know, maybe they break and they come back for teardown or things like that. So we had five amazing gals, all like very unique personalities. And we all kind of like jive together. Uh, We all, I really wanted to not treat everyone like a staff but like they were included in the day of like oh what do you think about this setup or should we do it this way or that way and I think that's our approach because I never want someone just to feel like they're just like a body mm-hmm. on our day you know we really all these girls love the industry and we want to you know see what they think should we move? it was over very here? much
1: collaborative like it yeah. was like because some of our clients will be like here's my stuff I don't really care where it goes. Here's the slight vision, but like, so we're like, here's the greenery. Go wild, put it on the tables, cut it if you want, position it if you want, like whatever you think looks good. I trust whatever you think looks good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So having those gals, it was so fun. We got to do like some, you know, ones out in Canmore and Ben. and we all just stay over together or do whatever. But um, yeah, definitely- We learned that, you know, having an extra set of hands just
1: for a couple few hours
0: goes a hell of a long way.
1: And I think (laughs) it also taught us a lot on how we want to do it next year as well. And sort of like what we went, did this year and how we can improve it for next year and having extra hands for teardown as much as we think, oh, we have time. It's not that bad. It's really helpful. Totally.
0: Totally. I think the other thing that I wrote down that I learned for sure is I think just now that we're in our third year of business kind of coming out of COVID, I think I'm starting to realize for sure the value of our packages, Um, you know, it's hard to, when an inquiry comes in and they say, you know, this is our budget and this is what we have to work with. And maybe it doesn't really fall within any of our packages. I think this year I just learned how valuable it is. Like Mm -hmm. so many of our clients were like, this is the best money we've ever spent. I'm so glad we did it. We couldn't have had a wedding without it. We couldn't have, you know, been able to enjoy ourselves without you. Like the hugs at the end of the night and like the amazing comments and reviews and referrals and things like that. Like, I think we both just learned that it is super valuable, our work and what we do. And that, you know, even if we don't fit within someone's budget,
1: That's okay, yeah, and I think one of the biggest things with that is like when an outsider, like maybe the groom's not that involved, or the bridal party, or the parents are like, Oh my god, I've never seen so and so so relaxed in my Mm. entire life, or like, I had no idea you were about to do all that, and that this has all come together. You're like, Okay, all of this was worth it, and like we are valuable to the day, even though we might not be producing photos at the end or your dance experience there's so much we do behind the scenes to make all of that happen and then when an outsider realizes it you're like okay this yeah. is great yeah and I think the
0: biggest one is always day of because people are like hmm, you know what is it that you actually do like you know day of package. you know they're not cheap depending no. on what you charge it can range from two to four grand for a day of coordinator and people think oh it's just on the day they just do it on the day and it's like there's so much lead up there's so much behind the scenes communication with your vendors building that timeline like we don't just slap together a timeline and we're like yeah this should work like you know we're talking to all your vendors does this work for dj catering photo video um photo booth load in does this make sense for timing does this incorporate everything that they want in there and of course we're there on the day executing um but I think day of is people are they get a little like sticker shocked of like oh well you're only there on the day it's only you know this but um yeah we've uh, some of our like most amazing grateful clients are some of our day of clients so yeah that was my one about knowing what
1: what we're worth knowing our worth I Um, think that's that's, majority of what we learned um I'd say one that's kind of like what we learned slash trend as we go into the trends is that people are being more conscious of the favors that they produce and making it so that they are something that people will either like eat right away when they sit down at the table or something that they're actually going to get home. I think we had less waste on favors for sure this year, which was so great to see.
0: Yeah, that was a big trend. People had, yeah, purposeful favors whether that's a little box of chocolates or you know a cute coaster that they can take home I think people were more intentional about what what they were getting and not just like oh we need a favor let's just I don't know get this wine opener and you're like um okay some of our favorite pens were the favorite <laughs> I do love those pens um but yeah I think personally I think favors are always waste um I just I just don't think they're necessary you don't don't feel like you have to give somebody a gift. I don't know if I'm gonna get flack for that but I think they're always um yeah that was a big trend which was good because a lot of the time in the last couple years we're picking up cookies we're picking up random things well yeah it was just like it was way better this year
1: yeah or we didn't see favors which is great yeah I think I don't know. I would say maybe
0: only like 40% of our couples did a favor.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: okay, now we're going to the trend slash cool things that we saw in this year's wedding. Um. I'm going to start off with a lot of, not a lot, a handful of our couples, mostly the ones from like the States or out of country or out of, you know, not out of Kenmore or Banff, a lot of people started doing adventure shoots either before or after their wedding. So yeah, I think it's it's really cool because one, you get different scenery and a lot of our couples wore their same outfits or they wore a different outfit. Um, Yeah, and we had had
1: one couple have their um, rehearsal shot instead of doing an engagement shoot, they had their rehearsal slash welcome party shot, which is super cool as well.
0: Yeah, and I was like looking through the adventure ones, and I'm like, these are so cool. And some people, you know, they even got a different photographer. I mean, if you love your photographer and you want to use them too, of course. But some people are like, yeah, I just want I found this one, this one out of Banff and they're like super cool, so they're gonna shoot us for two hours. We're gonna go do this. One of our couples, um, they did an adventure shoot the following day. They went to like Emerald Lake and all the kind of iconic vamp spots because they're from the States. But they also went on the helicopter during their wedding day. So they had their ceremony and then they went and did their helicopter, more amazing, super cool, different scenery photos. And then they came back to their reception, which I thought was really cool. So I feel like our out of town clients are really trying to make the most of them being here and booking the helicopter and getting an extra help. And, and one of our girls even did um, they flew in from the states and on their day that they were doing the adventure shoot she did her trial because her hair and makeup artist was from Banff, and they were already in there so you get to do your trial you know if you need to make any tweaks or things like that and then you get to go off and shoot some pre-wedding photos yeah so I loved
1: that yeah or have the moment together after the wedding have the day together yeah. after the wedding Uh, Another trend we saw which was super cute was we saw a lot of last dances so at the end Mm. of the night after the party was over um, all the guests would be gone and the couple would dance to either their first dance song again or a different song that was meaningful to them just the two of them the DJ would kind of clear out of the way all of us would just sort of be like tinkering around in the background not really paying attention to them. And it was just like a really special moment for them to have.
0: Yeah, I think it was like a nice close for them for the evening. You know, obviously this day is all, you know, surrounded, encompassing them. So it's kind of nice for them to have that one last little moment on the day, just the two of them, because I will say on a wedding day, you don't get a ton of moments to yourself. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I loved watching people incorporate that. I think that was like, a really nice touch to you know such a
1: long day for people and some of them were planned and some of them just like happened like yeah you don't need to plan it but if you're like hey everyone get out we're gonna do a
0: last dance song throw this song on dj let's roll yeah exactly cute um I talked about the helicopter, we talked about the favors. I think a big uh, trend this year, even more than last year, was photo booths. I want to say like every, well, not every one of our clients, I
1: want to say 80% of our clients had a photo booth. And we love a good photo booth. I'm sure you guys saw on the Instagram, every time there's a photo booth, we're in that photo booth taking a photo. And some of them had really unique backdrops, different furniture, or they would use like the backdrop of the venue and incorporate like the character of wherever they were getting married. Some had props, some had printers, some had digital. Like there were so many different types of photo booths, but all of them are so fun. And you, uh, if you're gonna do a photo booth I would say probably there's a couple of places you could do it. You could do it during the cocktail hour or you can do it sort of later in the night after the dinner and everyone's up and taking photos and it's just a fun experience. And some people would use that as their guest book and get the guests to take the photos from the photo booth and uh, put them into a guest book or some companies will make guest books uh, from it, from the photos for you as well.
0: Yeah. I think it's such, it's, so fun because so many of our couples go back and look at all their photos one couple made like a full photo album of all their photos that were in the photo booth and it's like something so fun like because everyone you know is super like quirky and stuff in a photo booth so it's so fun to like look back and not just like because obviously your photographer will get you photos of the guests and you know some candids and stuff like that but it's it'll be cool to look back on all these photos from your wedding in the photo booth and yeah like Monica said I think you either do it in the cocktail hour or you do it after dinner. Lots of people like will book a photo booth sometimes and not really consider that, you know, they're having dinner for most of that time. Mm-hmm. So definitely take that into consideration that um, you want to make the most of it. And I feel like people are more likely to go in the photo booth later in the evening after everyone's had a couple of drinks.
1: And it takes the pressure off of like the formal photos with your family and stuff too, because you don't have to worry so much about did I get that aunt did I get that cousin was that person because it's like you can get a photo with them at the photo booth it's still professional quality photos yeah Um, it's just not from your photographer so it's just going to be a different style photo yeah totally
0: um oh yeah talk about the cool thing that you saw which one
1: <laughs> the lion dancers. Oh yeah! One of the unique experiences and uh, cool things we saw was lion dancers. So it was super cool. It was a very traditional wedding. I actually also got to experience a couple tea ceremonies this year, which was super cool as well. It's just great to see other cultures and see how they celebrate their wedding. But the lion dancers—it was a surprise for all the guests and the parents that nobody knew it was happening and they came in and there was three lions and they had drums and cymbals and they probably put on like a 10 to 15 minute performance, just all around the tables in front of the couple, everything like that. Um, and it was so funny after the bride's like, mom, did you ever think I was going to do that? <laughs> it was oh so God. cool. It was definitely like a, an experience I'll never forgot. Yeah. I feel like, Oh, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah.
0: My things are going wild on me. Um, I think this year we did a lot of different like cultures. Mm -hmm. Um, Lots of different things that people wanted to incorporate, which was super cool. Um, Lots of people I feel like this year really wanted to pay tribute to each side of their family and their heritage. A lot of couples that was like huge importance to them. Not saying that it wasn't before, but you know, some people are like, you know, let's do the traditional ceremony reception and that's cool. Um, But we saw a lot of different, like, things that were being incorporated, which was fun and included lion dancing. And when actually next weekend, we have um, a whole performance going on as well, which you guys will see probably on our Instagram. That'll be cool.
1: Maybe before this comes out. Who knows? (laughs) Maybe. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, Another thing we experienced for the first time, which was unique, was a hired MC. (gasps) Flash magician.
0: Yes. This is the first time we have ever experienced experience a hired MC and people have asked us about that before. People have asked us to be their MC. And I'm like, I'm not that great of an MC. Um and yeah, this guy was hired, he's actually out of Toronto. Um, but yeah, you can hire MCs and it was wild. It was crazy. It was not what I expected it to no. be. It was better, I think, than what I was expecting. Like this guy has this whole intro. So he got something like the DJ to play. It's like pre-recorded. Well, before
1: this, he was doing magic in the cocktail Mm. hour.
0: Right. Yeah, so like before the reception, he's going around doing magic, you know, joking with the guests, getting comfortable with everyone. And then when the grand entrance comes around, he has this whole like um, script, like this piece of recording that like hypes everyone up. And he gets the wedding party to like scream and they're all outside and they're getting pumped up and everyone. And then he eventually like introduces everyone and everyone has their own dance and all this stuff. And it really set the tone for the rest of the evening because the rest of his like act per se was like very involved. And I think that's definitely rang true to our couple and their families because their families were going wild. They loved everything that he was getting people to, wave their napkins around. Bring their and chairs to the chairs dance floor. On the, <laughs> chairs on the dance floor like you had to run up and like dance to the couple and he had like th- four guys like do this other dance and there was like games throughout the night and all this different stuff. It was like super cool, super engaging and it really felt like an event. You know yeah. like we see mostly MCs being family members or things like that who maybe you know aren't good in front of crowds or you know don't really want to be there and they just said yes because they the couple asked them or you know they've never done it before so they don't know how to like make it their own and you know bring some charisma to the evening but this guy was amazing
1: it was it was a really cool experience it was so cool I think we were shocked we were like sitting there being like honestly we've never seen so many people up on a dance floor waving napkins before dinner like people were losing their napkins people were screaming and it was like we were at like a rave yeah we just weren't I just think we weren't expecting that because we've never seen it before and not to say that that's what every hired MC is like maybe some are a bit more toned down but it was a really unique experience for sure it was really cool. Yeah, this couple was in the States. They had found him on YouTube, I think.
0: Yeah. And they, ha- they hired him and they were like a partial planning. So we did their design, but they they found him and it was it was really good. Yeah. Um, okay. Oh, the other thing that we really liked and is, I think it's becoming more of a trend now, maybe, I'm not sure, but um, is room reveals. Yeah. So for the first, you know, year and a half, we were mostly doing coordinations. And obviously now we're doing partial and full plannings where we're doing the designs and we're doing things like that. And it was super cool for us because we got to see like, for the most part, you know, as wedding planners, designers, we know what things are going to look like. You know, we can visualize it because we see a lot of weddings. We know what the shabari chair with the gold linen and the centerpiece are going to look like. Um, but it's also, it's hard for our couples and lots of people are very visual and, you know, our proposals can only do so much. Like we show you the items and what it's going to look like in the room and a floor plan and things like that. But you really don't know what it's going to look like altogether until on the day. So being a part of the room reveals were super cool. Like Monica so cool. and I got to bring the couples in and, you know, watch them see the room for the first time. And especially some people like our clients are from some of them are from the States and they've never even seen the space itself, you know, in person. So that was so cool. And I feel like, you know, even some of our coordination clients did it too, that, you know, all their design picked their rentals, picked their florists. And they, they got to do it too, which was cool. And they got to
1: see all their hard work come to life too. And it was super cool. Just um, watching them see it for the first time. And like everyone would light up and be like, oh my God, you guys put this together. You did this. You helped me bring my vision to life, whatever the case might be. And it also gives them like a moment, the two of them, because the room is empty for them to walk around and sort of enjoy the space before people come in and maybe they can't see the finer details or they get pulled here or there or whatever might happen. It gives them a chance to actually enjoy. And it was really nice for some of our girls who were there and watched some of the room reveals and was like, oh my God, we did this. Like I helped put this together.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was super cool to see like some of our assistants there on the day. And I'm like, you guys can like, your shift is done. But if you want to stay, you can stay. And like, we want to stay. And I'm like, yeah. Like sometimes the photographers would take pictures of us all together on the dance floor with the couple. I actually really liked one of our couples that did this because they didn't do a grand entrance, but they got to do their room reveal. And then they essentially like welcomed everyone into yeah. the room. It was super cool because normally, you know, you do a grand entrance, everyone's like, woo, but they were like, yeah, come
1: on in, you know, like. Take a photo with us. Yeah. Grab your seat, hugs, whatever it might be. Because for the most part, you know,
0: they're off doing photos and then maybe they join cocktail hour for a bit, but it was cool to be like, yeah, welcome to our wedding. Come on in, like, here's our amazing design that we put together with our wedding planner kind of thing.
1: So I thought that was cool. That was really cool.
0: Okay.
1: I think Down. that's most of uh, the unique things and trends, and I'm sure you're all dying to know the biggest dramatic moments of the season, and there's two of them, and they're burning hot.
0: <laughs> I think that's what we're going to name this episode. You guys, like, this year, it was so good, but I think uh, what Monica coined this year is, what did you say? Like, it, it was, the, we were on fire this year? Yeah. Literally, guys. Literally. Literally.
1: So you all saw that. I'm sure if you follow us on Instagram, the burning hands, we'll get to that. That's not the only fire. You're probably like, that's it. Great. One fire. Nope. That's not it. So I'll tell the story from my perspective of what happened. Um, we were flipping from rehearsal, uh, from ceremony to a reception. So we had to bring in all the chairs. We had these large stands with like huge pompous grass arrangements. So like all dried florals or, uh, and th- synthetic flowers. So it was all mm-hmm. fake or dry. Um, and we were bringing them inside, and it was just like there was about five of us just bringing things inside, putting it on the dance floor. the next person would bring it to the table. Like it was kind of like a, a factory operation here and we didn't have it was a lot an of assembly time. line. Exactly. At the same time that this is going on um, the, the, we uh, the client had cold sparklers. And if you don't know what cold sparklers are, they come in like this little box and then the sparklers that shoot out of the box, and you're supposed to be able to, like, put your hand in them or a piece of paper. And they don't a lot burn of our anything. clients use them. Yeah. So, yeah. like, you use them for, like, those big moments of first dances, grand entrances, things like that, or during the party. So, the gal that was setting up the cold sparklers wanted to test them, of course. Like, you want to test your things. Um, So, we didn't really... I'm standing outside and I hear her say, okay, everyone move out of the way. So all the gals move out of the way from the sparklers sort of so she can have a good visual not that anyone was gonna get hurt from these, they're safe. Um, and she tests the sparkler and all of a sudden the pompous grass arrangement lights on fire somebody takes the pompous grass arrangement and just like throws it on the dance floor like instinct let's get it off the carpet let's throw it onto the dance floor and then somebody else takes the pompous grass arrangement and throws it outside and shuts the door and I'm literally outside watch this all happen in slow-mo and I'm outside with this burning pompous grass arrangement alone with no water And then this lady watched it all happen from this meeting in a different room at the the space we're at. And she runs outside with her two jugs of water to like help put out the fire. Anyways, Amanda could tell you what happened from her perspective. Oh my God. So this was our
0: second fire story of the year. So I'm already traumatized for the fire. Like anytime after our first fire story, which we will tell you, um anytime I'd smell fire or like a little bit of like a burning candle I'm like oh my god Kate what's happening anyway so I'm at the back of this room far from the dance floor and I turn around and I just see this like flying arrangement going outside and I was like oh my god I was like are you shitting me like we were just here (laughs) two weeks ago with another fire yeah and um I was like, oh my God. So I run over and I was like, shut the doors. I didn't know Monica was out there. I was like, shut the doors because if the sprinklers go off in here. Their whole reception is going to be soaked. Like it's going to be ruined. So I was like, shut the doors. We don't want the smoke anything out there. It's like smoldering outside. Basically. I didn't know Monica was out there, but I'm going to the back. I'm like, we need water. There's a fire. There's a fire. Like it was huge. It was a big fire and anyway we get out there we get water on it all this stuff so it was all fine um we were down an arrangement <laughs> um and yeah you know what they are they are very safe cold sparklers and yeah. even the technician was like I've done weddings with these you know the dried florals or synthetic florals and things like that and this has never happened you know I think maybe it was just a little too close to the thing or i think everyone couple. was
1: just all working a little too fast and didn't check the surroundings but nobody got yeah. hurt nobody
0: got hurt um and yeah so how we dealt with that was it was a little smelly yeah. in the room um smells a all burnt for a while but we aired it out thank god so this is when the guests are cocktailing so um nobody is inside the room which is very good we chatted with the couple they were kind of in the know of that but we actually had an extra pompous arrangement at the bar so it all worked out we put that on the table they they're very chill it uh, nobody would have known that that happened during the cocktail hour but it was very traumatizing for all of us
1: <laughs> and I, I feel like it from the person watching it, it all happened so slow. And I was like, no, no, not again. Oh my God, not again. And I just didn't even know how to react because I was in such shock from the first fire. fire.
0: So our first fire experience happened at the same place.
1: Mm -hmm. So
0: that's why I was very traumatized. Two weeks earlier. Two weeks earlier, our clients had sparklers, sparkler exit. We do these all the time. You know, we've done it where we we hand out sparklers, and we light them for everyone, or we've done it, you know, we light a few, and we hand them out kind of thing, we've done it both ways, so we're like, cool, another no big sparkler you. exit, great, so everyone's outside, we're on the patio, we're lighting the sparklers, um, it was a windy, like, evening, so I, like, step inside to kind of, you know, get them lit, and um, they start to sparkle, so I'm like, okay, great, I start walking outside, and then it's like, like all of like it's burning down to my hand and for reference i had 60 60 sparklers don't try this
1: at home here's a disclaimer
0: <laughs> um i had 60 sparklers in my hand and they all just lit on fire <laughs> Like, literally, it sparkled for, like, half a second. And that's when I was like, okay, great. I'm Well, I saw it start to
1: sparkle. So I turned around to walk outside to help you hand it out. And then all of a sudden, I turned back around. So it was not even half a second. Yeah. And they're all on fire. So
0: from there, I was, like, I was trying to hold on to them. And then I just eventually had to throw them down because my hands were on fire being burnt. I like threw them down and I was like oh my god I'm so sorry and um yeah I just I ran because I was like my hands are on fire they are like burnt they feel really crispy I need to get them in water um basically the couple took out their phones and they did like a little phone you know sparkler exit that was all fine nobody was hurt in that sense um so I book it and they were like we should call ems we should you know do something so my hands are sitting in water the firefighters show up the ems show up they wrap me in these like stuff that takes like the sting out of the burns and then the ems came and they looked at my hands after the firefighter people like bandaged them up not bandaged them up they put the cold things on and then they're like, you need to go to the hospital. And at this point, this was like their last song, Sparkler Exit. So everyone's yeah. like clearing out anyway. <laughs> oh my God. I can't believe we're telling this story. Uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, they're like, you need to go to the hospital. Like it, you can risk infection and things like that. So Monica drove me, dropped me off. And I think I was in shock for so long that I was like, oh, I feel fine. I'm good. It didn't I'm hit enough. you till we were in the car. And I was like, they kind of like they missed the spot on my wrist of like with that cold stuff, and it was just stinging. Like it was a small spot on my little wrist, but it was stinging so bad. And so they wrap my hands up in these like little and things, and I have like my pouch thing on. Monica drops me off because she's gonna go back and do teardown and like you know. Sort and I can't go in out.
1: anyways. Like that wasn't even. I can't an go option. In anyways
0: and so I get
1: inside and he was like you need to put a mask
0: on I'm like I can't put a mask I can't put my own mask on I'm like you know on the verge of crying he's like I'll help you and I'm like okay and then I like get to the emergency and then like we need to see Alberta healthcare like, I can't put my hands can you so this guy's like taking out my phone and taking out my Alberta healthcare (laughs) Um. anyway I sat in that bed and it just got worse and worse and worse and worse and and they gave me morphine and another morphine and then they gave me Tylenol because it was so bad they took it off they looked at it they were like really white um because they were all just like singed and the inside of my hand was all like black like it looked Mm -hmm. like I had put my hand on like a grill essentially like I asked
1: you I was like why is your hand so dirty because I just thought like you had like dirt on your hand no that was like the burn marks all down your palm because all the metal like it burnt down to the metal stick and that was what I was holding on to so like
0: it just looked like a barbecue my hand was barbecued and then I had a really bad blister on this thumb because I was holding it like this for the people that are listening you can't see this but and then my right hand I thought was actually okay but it was actually the worst hand because it the whole back of it was singed and yeah, they wrapped me up and were basically like, you have to get this dressed every couple of days, you need to go and get it looked at, because it could be infected, we don't know yet, um, and Monica had to pick me up, and it was the most pain I have ever been in, in my entire life, Yeah, um, and it was bad, so after, yeah, so I couldn't drive, Monica had to drive home, Monica did most of the tear down that night, and then we went back to, the next day and I tried to help which was not very helpful <laughs> because my hands like my hands were wrapped and completely wrapped and I had like my middle fingers sticking out so and like, we got back to the next up. day,
1: <laughs> and people are like oh you're the burn girl Oh, you're the fire girl
0: <laughs> burn girl's back it was really bad Monica had to drive home I had all these rentals that needed to be returned I enlisted the help of one of our gals my cousin (laughs) to come over and take return all the rentals take Mm -hmm. them out of my car put them in her car like I could not lift anything I couldn't drive any like couldn't drive my car I had to shower with bags on my hands. I had to get my hair um blow dried because I couldn't wash my hair and that just would have been a disaster if Lily was trying to straighten and blow dry my hair um it was horrible I had to go every two days to get them wrapped I had these nasty blisters that were literally like jiggling off of my hand like they were just full and they eventually like cut off the blisters of my hand rewrapped them that was probably the most pain after the burning but it was second degree burns which means no scarring but apparently it's the most painful so yeah if you can see my hand now it looks
1: it's much I, better I, but yeah she gets these blood blisters when she knocks her hands or if they're too cold her hands will go bright blue bright purple yeah. and I'm like are your hands okay and she's like yeah I'm just cold
0: oh God, really cold guys so those those are two crazy fire stories not the- sure we'll
1: ever be able to top them and not sure we ever want to be able to top them but. I don't know if we ever want to but they are
0: great stories to tell now nobody was hurt minus me and it wasn't that long I'm amazed at how quickly the body heals because this happened yeah in August and my hand is like totally back to normal yeah for the most
1: part and you bounce back by by like by the next wedding you were there, you were good. Like, you did have bandages a bit, and we were lucky That's that true. the setup for that one was. I think there was a decorating team, so it was minimal mm-hmm. for us. But, yeah, like the way it all worked out, well, we were very lucky.
0: Very, extremely lucky because if it was a wedding, I mean, obviously, we
1: have girls that we
0: could lean on, but it's a little different when you're trying to be the lead and you can't do anything. Yeah, <laughs> so those it are two her shoes fun off that. stories. Um, what are we had actually um some other crazy things that happened as well. The third one was water, fire and water, um most recently.
1: Yes, same venue, maybe we're cursed. Maybe it's three bad things have to happen at the same venue. Maybe I'm not sure. We were did the rehearsal day prior, and the rehearsal just coincidentally happened to be same space. And same time that the actual wedding was going to happen the next day. So uh, at the rehearsal, the sprinklers go off and they're like, hey, can we make sure that the sprinklers don't go off tomorrow, like in the middle of the wedding? Like, we don't want a wet t-shirt contest here. No problem. So we talked to the venue in the morning. We're like, hey, the sprinklers. And they're like, no, they go off at 530 in the morning. And like super late at night, like twice a day, very far apart, not a problem. So we're like, okay, great. And she's like, we'll call and confirm. Everything's good. Not a problem. So the bride gets to the end of the aisle. And the sprinklers go off.
0: Literally, the bride gets to the back top of the aisle and the sprinklers start going off. So the sprinklers for reference are like not where you're getting married, but it's behind where they're getting married um so literally yeah it's like the song everything cute it was actually very dramatic it's like very beautifully dramatic it was like she came to the top of the island it was like and so the wedding party is up there and mind you it doesn't get too far on the patio I think the only person that got really soaked was the officiant. yeah (laughs) poor gal um but we had that happen and then we were like oh my god we're running and they had to phone the
1: sprinkler people and the sprinkler people came and it did stop right before their vows like the timing couldn't have been better but it was just like oh great here we are another thing (laughs) and yeah the last thing
0: that oh my gosh I don't even know how this came came to be, but it, it was very another wild thing. And I don't know if we're just bearing too much, but <laughs> we just you we know, are oversharers, like, so maybe. We are oversharers. So um yeah, we did a wedding and we're like, okay, you know, I did the rehearsal, everything's good. So usually what we do before the ceremony, we talk to the officiant, we talk to the DJ, we're like, okay, once we're all lined up, usually it's like the officiant is gonna speak first because they have welcome notes. And then DJ goes with song. So I tell the DJ, you know, as soon as um, the officiant's done talking, you can go with the first song, we'll be ready. And we tell the officiant, you know what, once we're ready, we're going to give you the cue and you can start the welcome notes, which will then cue music. Because we could be
1: outside trying to hide the bride from the groom or line everyone up. No one remembers their order. Like we're kind of everywhere. That's why we can't just like start when everyone arrives.
0: Yeah. So we're like, when we're ready, we'll give you the cue and we're organizing everyone the wedding party outside you know we're getting the bride closer to because they hadn't seen each other so we're facing the groom this way we're outside getting everyone organized and the bouquets in this bride's, and the surprise and like hey can you put my purse inside and I'm like sure no problem we're just about to get started and I go into the venue and the groom's already standing at the front of the aisle and I was like everyone's standing up and waiting for the wedding party to come and I'm like uh, okay, so I like fly to the back and I'm like, Go, go, go. I'm like, This is your order, Jim, and this, and this, and this. And then they are going down the aisle, and I'm like, And I'm running like
1: across the parking the lot to get the bride. I'm like, Come on, come on,
0: come on. They hadn't seen each other, so the bride was just waiting in the limo, and we're like, Once you know, we send the groom, then we'll come get you. So I, I'm not really sure what happened, but I think if she's just took it on themselves to get things started and we were ready <laughs> but actually it all worked out in the end I think there was a little bit of a pause but it was kind of nice because the group had his own moments <laughs> and yeah. then we sent the wedding party and then every, I feel like from an outsider's perspective nobody really knew um, but we knew but and
1: we were like how long I was, was like, he standing up there what was happening was it awkward like were people uncomfortable <laughs> apparently it was fine so those but are... that's what I think we both learned this year is that we are like, oh, my God, are people noticing this? But people really have no idea. People
0: have no idea what happens behind the scenes. Nope. <laughs> Nobody knew that there was a flying fire arrangement that was, you mm-hmm. know, being flung across the room onto a patio five minutes before everyone entered the room. Nope.
1: <sighs> but here well, we are. I think we really unbared it all. Um <laughs> We definitely
0: gave you guys probably more than <laughs> more than you were expecting. Um, hopefully, everyone still trusts us with their wedding. Um, obviously, all of these things were out of our control for the most part, and a lot of them happened just by fluke. So, yep, here we are. We survived. We have a couple more weddings left for the rest of the year. We have some amazing episodes that are coming up. We have a whole slew of stuff that we're um, going to be recording for you guys for this year. Um, We're really excited. We have some unique vendors as well as you guys really wanted to see more of just Monica and I and more like wedding information rather than, you know, just interviewing vendors. So we're excited to drop the, is this our third season? Season three, baby. Season three of the wedding planning podcast. If you guys have any, you know, recommendations for episodes that you guys want to hear absolutely always shoot us a dm we're always open to you know giving you guys what you want of course
1: anything else monica no i think you got it we're gonna do a lot more solo duo episodes this year just kind of giving our candid opinions on different things and tips tricks lessons sort of things Um uh that's it It was a great season. The season's not over. We're excited for the remaining weddings to come in 2023. And we're really happy to be back on the pod. Stay tuned. Episodes every other
0: Friday. And yeah, go back and listen to, what is it? Our other 30 episodes that we have. So there's some really good ones. Really good ones and lots more to come. Thank you guys for listening and we will see you soon.
1: Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you liked this episode, we would love for you
0: to share it on social media. Make sure you tag at the day of Diva. See you next time.